Uh, hey there, Chad. Uh, hey, how's it going, sir? I have a special assignment for you. I need you to go down to San Diego the 20th through the 23rd and close out the Nakatomi account. You think you can handle that? Uh, the, the 20th? That, that, that's, isn't that Comic-Con? Shouldn't be a problem for you. I'll just need you to traverse the train tracks in front of the convention center a few times, take a couple of meetings in the gas lamp district, and uh, spend most of your time downtown. But there's going to be so many cosplayers and so I've never even seen Game of Thrones. You need to get this done, Chad. <laughs> Welcome to the Launchpad. We're the Rocketeers. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. All right, Rumi, we're continuing our conversation about San Diego Comic-Con. We just got back last week. We had a blast. But just like Chad, some people were not having any fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Rumi and I planned this for like a month. I go every year. I get excited every year. We saved up money. We looked into the vendors and shit that we wanted to go visit, the artists and the people we wanted to hear speak and try to meet up with. But there were other people who are forced to go. They do not want to be there. No, there were so many businessmen there in their suits, like (laughs) just, just looking miserable, surrounded by like, Harley Quinns and fucking Kylo Ren's. <laughs> and then you have people who, like, it's their job to corral us stupid nerds. You know, they got to make sure we're in the right lines and make sure that we don't go into areas of the convention center or the city we're not supposed to. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of different people there. Some don't want to be there. Oh, my gosh. I- and, and they try to keep the lines moving. There was constantly somebody being like, you can't stand here. I would remember <laughs> there was a moment where Rumi was off doing his, his like early morning meeting <laughs> in the bathroom. And, <laughs> and there's this lady who she had one job, and it was to not let people stand along this wall. And everybody wanted to stand <laughs> along this wall. And she would go down one side of the wall and be like, you can't stand here. And they would move along. But while they were doing that, people on the other side of the wall would be starting to sit down, line up. And she'd be like, you can't stand here. And she just walked in a circle over and over again with just this horrible. It's like literally a sign could do your job. <laughs> Let's go get two pieces of paper and a marker and your job will be done. And then you could just stand in the middle and like be like point to the sign. But she had to like traverse this area back and forth, back and you there can't have stand here. Been, and the exact area you're talking about, if I'm not mistaken, is right outside of the actual floor of the convention center. Yeah. I have signs of my cousin standing next to a sign that says no standing in this area. But I didn't see those signs this time. Now, maybe I just left, like missed them because we were having such a good time. But I wonder if they had like a meeting and they were like, those signs are just not doing the job. You know what we need? Some woman standing some, there. Some lady to stand here <laughs> to look annoyed and bother people. And everybody, every single person was trying to negotiate with their <laughs> wife why they were special enough not to have to stand there. Right. I mean, I know I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about Rumi is Rumi, and I guess I never really noticed this about you before, but Rumi does not like to be told what to do or what's going on. No. So when you're walking or standing and someone tells him to move along, 
It's like from like we could be having a great time. The second someone says, "Uh, please move along," Rumi flips out. He started yelling. He started telling them to move along. We were in one area upstairs where there was a bunch of move along people trying to keep you, and they weren't like being dicks, and they weren't saying you couldn't be there. They just wanted you to keep moving. But there was a couple times where it looked like someone may stop or slow down, and they were like, "Right on, excuse me, keep moving. You gotta gotta keep this area clear." So. The, after the second person said that as we're walking through that area, Rumi just kept saying it to them. Yeah. So, like, I watched these guys in these blue vests walk up and be like, excuse me, and Rumi would go to them. Excuse me, move along, sir. Move <laughs> along, move along. Can't stop like, here. so surprised. Like, they weren't even angry because they were like, wait a minute. Like, it's almost <laughs> like they were in a play and they were like, wait, I thought... I thought those are my lives. That's my like, life. <laughs> <laughs> there was one point where we were in a room for the quote-unquote professionals that served lemonade and coffee, and you yeah. could like real professional lounge, professional baby. lounge, yeah. And it was near a bathroom, but the bathroom crossed an avenue of traffic that they were trying to make you go the opposite direction that I was trying to go. So I was like, okay, I'm going to run to the to the restroom. And then on my way back, they're like, sir, you can't come this way. And the room is literally like five feet behind them. And I'm like, I'm going right there. And they're like, no, sir, you have to go this way. This is the exit. I'm like, I'm not exiting shit. I'm going to that room right there. And they were like, and they're like, sir, you have to go this way. And I just was like, no. And walked past her and walked in the room. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. It's not like they came after me. It's not like they were going to stop me. But it's just like, just, just. People who have been told to do one thing and one thing only, and that's the only thing they know how to do. You pass butter. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, you guys. In the future, I've decided we're going to do A, Rumi watches Rick and Morty for the first time and record oh, it. because I've never watched it before. Yeah. I'm glad you said that out loud because I was going to try to watch it soon, but I'll wait for you. We'll do it together. Maybe we'll, we'll do it next we'll, week. Yeah, we'll do it together. Um so, yeah, Comic-Con's full of that kind of crap. Um, but we got to talk to some of these people. Mm-hmm. We got to talk to them. and uh, one of <laughs> We set out to find people who did not want to be did there. Did not want to be there. And it was very easy, yeah. actually. And the people who we talked with were cool as hell. Like, they were really cool and really funny. All right, so we are here at Comic-Con, and we are interviewing people who had to be here. People who may have wanted to also be here, but people who have to be here. So we are at the Enterprise booth at Comic-Con. Yes, Enterprise, the car place. And we're here with two lovely young women, and your guys' names are? Margo and Stephanie. Margo and Stephanie. Margo is wearing a Spider-Man shirt, and Stephanie is wearing an Incredible Hulk shirt. I'm going to ask, did they tell you to wear a shirt that was Comic-Con? Yes, they said they would reimburse me. For buying it? I just, I just had this. You had this. So that's your shirt. Yeah, this okay. is mine. I had so, to go get one. <laughs> so you guys work for Enterprise. Uh-huh. You don't work for Comic-Con. Correct. Okay, so Enterprise told you guys to come here and get nerd shirts. They'd reimburse you. So you're not getting any sort of per diem reimbursement for your shirt. No, just for my food. Okay, but for the food, that's okay. Yeah. All right, so... Um, we talked for a quick second. You said that you like to be here because you like to go inside. Yeah. What do you like in there? Like, what what is interesting in there for you? Um, for me, I'm a very... Um, I like Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm a fan of that, so I like and seeing the displays and the action figures and all of that. Okay. All right. And Margot. Yes. Why are you here? <laughs> 
I work for the exotic division of Enterprise, so I'm here to promote our exotic division. Is it really called exotic division? Yes, yeah, we're called it's the right exotic there. car collection. Here's my card. These are some of the vehicles that we rent. So the exotic cars, I'm looking at them, and it looks like the vans from um, the Jeeps from uh, Jurassic Park. They are spray painted red and green camo. <laughs> we actually are the cars that are, um, we serve like Transformers. We're like the rental cars. You serve uh, like the Autobots? Like, well, I mean, they're not, they don't transform. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> However, we're like, we partner with Transformers. That's pretty cool though, okay. But these are not transforming cars. I mean. That one looks Can you get like an upgrade? That one looks like it could be. You have to pay extra for the transforming feature. All right, so let me ask you guys a question. You're familiar with Transformers then, right? Yes. Okay. We're looking at these cars right now. One is a Land Rover, one is an Audi, one's a Porsche, one's a Chevrolet, and one's a Tesla. In your best guess, point to one car and tell me what its Transformer name would be. Now, Transformer have names like Optimus Prime, Sideswipe, Ratchet, like cool robot-y kind of names Bumblebee. that have to do with car crap. What do I you think? Obviously the yellow one would be Bumblebee, and then I'm pretty sure Ratchet is an airplane, so it wouldn't be any of them. <laughs> She's a little more nerd than she let on. Yeah, Ratchet. I have three brothers. Ratchet is an ambulance <laughs> on the ground. Um, and then Optimus Prime would be a truck. But can you give me your own name for these? Like, let's say Optimus Prime came to you and was like, oh, Margo, gosh. listen, yeah. we got this new Autobot. He's a, a Tesla. Baby Autobot. Yeah, but we don't know what to call him. We want your He's help a naming Tesla. him. Tesla. Oh it doesn't you have to be about Tesla. Me. It could be about, like, what things cars do or what things robots Maybe do. Maybe the, the Tesla would be Electrico. I agree with that one. That's a, I, I back that choice. I don't ask me. I'm not... I'm not that. I like Transformers. Yeah. I'm a fan. I thought you said you were forced to come here. You're like a nerd. <laughs> She's I didn't going, realize we Transformers were come here. here. She's yes. sneaking to the booth later, man. Oh, what about? She just came back from sneaking in. <laughs> she just sold, sold you out. Threw you right under the <laughs> Autobot bus. Wait, wait, security's coming. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Porsche. Electrical. And it's a convertible. Come on. What's the, what's that one? <laughs> what's that? What would that one be called? A red that Porsche would be convertible. Luxor. You said Luxor. Luxor. Or Luxor. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're pretty good at She's this. She's good at yeah. that. Autobot naming. That's a future job for you. <laughs> How about this this Audi? What do you oh, think the Audi would be? Why are you asking me? She's the one that knows. I need and I need you to be on it too. I think you're gonna do a good one. Audi. Okay. You're gonna Something come up with a really good one. Something car or robot related. What would be like a cool name? Um. If you were a robot no, that was gonna go throw. into battle, who would you want by your side? Her. She just pointed at Margo. <laughs> You're getting an honorary Autobot named after you. Yay! <laughs> Mar Margo I want a bot? pin, too. I want a Margo pin. That's super cool. Well, girls, thank you very much. That was hysterical. Thank you guys for taking the time. Yeah, guys. Good luck. Thank you. Luxor and Electrico are available for rent. Exotic car collection by Enterprise. D disclaimer, we are not in any way affiliated with <laughs> Enterprise, but we just wanted to come talk to them. Because we have candy. <laughs> they do have candy. I'm taking it. All right, we're here at San Diego Comic-Con. We're continuing our series of talking to people who may not want to be here, but they had to. <laughs> and we're talking with Maria. Uh, she is, what, what are you doing here today, Maria? I am just monitoring the line, so I work for Manpower. Okay. So monitoring the line. What is the job description for a line monitor? So when people make line, I make sure that they don't cut, and they make sure they don't exit out this door, because then the security will send them right back up. So I just got to make sure the lines keep it pushing and they don't cut. 
And I just wait around for people. Okay, so that being said, first of all, there's no one near you. There's no, no line. There's anywhere. no line. I don't know if that means you're doing a good job or a bad job, but as part of your job, making sure that people don't cut lines. If you see somebody, are you instructed to run up and go, no cuts, no butts, no coconuts? Yes, I'm supposed to go fix the problem and tell them how it is, but there's rude people, you know? And then they get mad at me, and I'm like, I'm just here to make sure you don't cut. You're like, the you're line a freaking cutter. Don't get, don't get yeah, attitude like, why with are you me. Getting, and they're like, well, we've been waiting in line for like three hours. Well, that's your problem for coming to Comic-Con and wanting to wait in line. <laughs> Keep waiting in line. That's all you do here. Wait in line. And that seems weird to you. Yes, because I see people waiting outside, camping outside for hours, and then they still come inside over here, and they still got to wait three hours to go inside a panel. Is there nothing in the world that you would camp for outside uh, on the street? I don't think so. Like no, no, not no, a, no bands, no famous person that you get to shake hands and get an interview. Like, you're, Maria is not going to wait three hours in a line to do something. Probably not. The only time I wait in line is to cross back from TJ. You know, when I go clubbing and I got to cross the border. <laughs> that's the only line I'm waiting in. That's like three hours, four hours. That's the only line I'll do. That is amazing. Now, when you're waiting in line to come back from clubbing, is there like a border patrol agent or something who's standing there and is like, hey, Maria, no cuts? Yeah, there's actually the municipal. So that's the cops and TJ. And do so, you give them attitude because you're drunk and coming out of the club? Hell no, because they'll take you straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> they don't play with that bullshit, but they'll try to like finance you for money in order, you know, oh. so they can let you go. So I don't do that stuff. No, you're not doing that. I, right? I heard no. TJ jail is no joke. I it's heard you don't really want to be there. I've been there and it's not a joke. Oh. <laughs> we need to hear that story, Maria. Can you start at the beginning? So I went to Cocobongo and I went clubbing. Okay. And I started dancing and I guess I danced with the wrong guy. And the girlfriend came back from getting a drink. And she just like yanked me from like behind. So we started fighting. It turned into a big fight that my friends got in it. Then their friends got in it. Then the security got in it. So then we all went outside and then the fight continued outside. And then the police weren't having it. So they took everybody in. Wow. wow. Are you a good wow. fighter? I didn't get beat. So yes, I did. <laughs> wow. Do you did the other girl get beat? Yes. So that's oh, why they, nice. everybody got like in trouble. And then they, they were the victims. So they let them go. But they started. But they don't oh. care over there. They're just like, you know, they whoever has the money is going to let go. I see. I see. Do you consider yourself scrappy? I consider her scrappy. Yeah. I've known her for two minutes. Mm -hmm. I think so. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll keep in line. Well, we'll yeah, stand I was gonna say, like <laughs> I said, we don't really wait in line, but if we're in line, we are not going to cut because I don't want to deal with that. Exactly. No <laughs> cutting in line. No, I'm not dealing with that. Nope. And then the cool thing about TJ and waiting in line is that there's food everywhere. So you could buy tacos and hot dogs and churros oh, and all that stuff. Right on, right on. So, Are they their bacon wrapped hot dogs? Yeah, and everything yeah. is like cheap, you know? So by that rationale, do you think Comic-Con would benefit if there were street vendors in the line? So while you're waiting for to see frickin' Arrow world premiere or some bullshit like that, you could buy a bacon wrapped hot dog? Yes, or even entertainment. And TJ, there's free entertainment throughout the whole line. There's oh, just okay. people trying to make money so they're always just like doing like. So let's let some homeless and panhandlers in here yeah. while we're doing it. <laughs> Might as well. He's gonna entertain us. They don't have metal detectors. That's true, right? That's so true. That's scary. I was like, they didn't tell me this when I was not working. There's so many people, so many weapons. That's true. That come and on. really, you, you yeah, have to you, you have to swords. check weapons, yeah. but there's no like like you could just walk in. Yeah. But let me ask you a question: If you were uh -huh. a bad guy, don't you think the last place in this entire planet that you would cause trouble is a is a, a giant convention filled with superheroes? No. I would go here. There's a lot of people. It's like an easy. They're superheroes. Go. They're all superheroes. 
where they at. <laughs> you, you haven't. Oh, let's go with that then. You have. have what, what crazy people have you seen dressed up or just weird people? Like you gotta have seen like a lot of shit working. I've here. seen a lot of crazy shit outside, but inside I only see like half naked girls or like the guys with the tight bodysuits. You know, that's like, and their bosses just all like tied up and stuff. I'm like, how do they wear that all day? Like sweating everywhere. I wouldn't do that. I'm like, no. Tell us some of the weird shit you've seen outside. Outside? I've outside, seen, like, you mean outside this building. We're in the convention yeah, like, center right now. The outside the building outside the will center. be like the actual like costumes, which is like a Pokemon. I've seen like an actual like, what is the yellow guy called? Yellow Zard? I, have, I, don't, I don't know. know. I'm not that big of a nerd. But it's like a Pokemon one, and he's it's all a super Pikachu, yellow. It's a Pikachu, It's a Pikachu. Oh, my. Yeah. The only true geek here. And then I seen an Iron Man outside really cool. He actually, like, looked like the whole, like, deal. You think but, it was the real Iron Man? No. I don't think so, because I think he's sexy. I seen the, like, when he takes it off, you know? The real Iron Man or the fake one? I seen the real one. The one that comes out in the movie. You know? He's kind of sexy when he No, I mean, like, the real one that the movie is based on. The guy who works in Manhattan oh, and, like, no. solve, like, fights crime. No, no, no. There's no real ones. There's everybody in a costume. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait a minute. You're telling, wait, you don't think Iron Man is a real person? Well, he's a guy, but he's an actor, so he plays his... No, but that character is based, based on a comic book. The comic book was based on a real guy in the, I think it was the 60s, who used to fight crime. It didn't look like that, and he couldn't fly, but he would put on armor, and he would fight crime in New York. You never heard that? No, you see, that's why I don't know about this Comic-Con stuff. You never heard that? Are you no. fucking with me right no, now? No, no, I'm fucking with her. Oh, <laughs> you see, now what? See, he, got, he, he, he got me too. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was I throwing the so. lure out for Maria, and Rumi just ran and jumped it. And decided to draw and make oh comic. Oh, my God. Like, All right, let me ask you a question. Next year, mm -hmm. if you work this again, and your company says, listen, this year we're instituting a, instituting a policy where your, our employees have to dress like something from comic books or movies or cartoons, whatever, but you have to wear a costume. What would you wear next year? Wonder Woman or what is it called? She has like a little dress and it's cute. Hell yeah, Wonder but Woman. I wear a little dress no mask and cute? no like paint and stuff in my face because then all this sweatiness and... I wouldn't do that. So a non-sweaty Wonder Woman is what yeah. you'd be? Yeah, <laughs> I would just be like a little cute, you know, not too short, not too slutty, just What can you perfect. tell me about Wonder Woman? Do you know about her? No. I just know she has a cute dress. <laughs> uh, have you ever Fair seen enough. Star Wars? No. You never, you never seen it? No, but I played the game, so on, like, GameCube, I had this game of Star Wars, and I had to, like, collect the little, like, Legos. Can you tell me, can you tell me about the per, like, when you played the game, who were you? What was your character? I was just like a little Lego guy, and I was trying to get the little Dark Vader. Okay, yeah, Dark Vader. I was Dark like Vader's fighting guy. him. How were you fighting him? What did you have to do? I just pressed the control so I could get to another <laughs> level. <laughs> when you it. pressed the control, though, what happened on the screen? What did the, your guy do? He was fighting. How? What, punching like you did in TJ? And then he was just a kick and a spin. Is that what you did in, in Tijuana? She, she's not going to. No, gonna, in TJ, I'd be beating ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to say lightsaber for you, Rumi. Oh, there you go. He's, he's trying to get you to Why were you fighting Darth Vader? What's bad about Darth Vader? It, no, it was just like the levels. Oh, you were just doing it because the game dictated that you had to fight that guy? Yeah, that's okay. it. If not, I wouldn't know anything else about games and Comic-Con and none of that. Nothing? <laughs> none you know nothing, nothing about anything? Nothing. Um, game of Thrones? Nope. Stranger Things? Nope. So you, like, had to come here. I had to come here because I needed the money. <laughs> Right on, right on. And then uh, they told me, like, next year, like, you could just volunteer, and you volunteer for, like, two hours. I'm doing, like, 11-hour shifts. So right just, now you're doing 11-hour shifts? Yeah, so I'm just here guarding the store to make sure nothing's, like, people don't go out. So 40 next people year, have come through this door while we've been talking. Yeah, a lot of people. You see, they leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but I guess you could volunteer, and then it's like you only volunteer for two hours, and you get the badge, and you get to go everywhere. That's pretty cool. That's a, so that's, that's a good what deal. I'm gonna do instead of just getting here. Well, I'm getting paid, so that's good. But I'm just time goes by so slow. Next year, you're gonna go check it out, though. She's gonna wait in if lines. I, Next year, we're gonna see no, Maria waiting in lines. Hell no, I'm not gonna wait in line. I'm just gonna look around, see what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. There's places but, you can. We don't wait in lines. We went and checked all the stuff. I can't out. wait. Next year, when me and Rumi are here walking around, and yeah. we see this guy dancing with this girl, and then we see this other girl come over and start <laughs> fighting that girl, and then the first girl but she's beats gonna be dressed her as, ass. She's gonna be dressed as Wonder Woman, and, and that's gonna be yeah. my new comic. Yeah, Wonder, yeah. yeah Wonder <laughs> Woman, no, non-sweaty Wonder Woman, and then you're gonna have to go to Comic Con jail, which I heard is not as bad as Tijuana jail. Well, then I could do that. I could I could pass I could pass a stint in SDCC jail. If you could have a superpower, what superpower would you want? I would want to be invisible. Invisible? Yes. Why? What would you do with invisibility? I would just creep up on people. Let's see. I could do anything. I would want to be invisible so I could be creepy. Oh, that sounds weird now. What would you? What would you? When you creeped up on people, what would you do? I don't know. I would probably go to like people that I I don't know. I really don't know. Just you'd be fucking <laughs> invisible dancing with guys is what yeah, you'd be probably. doing. Yeah, probably. I'm that not gonna get beat up. Cuts no out more. the whole fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that that was the first thing that popped in your head, but there was nothing past that. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a good. It's a like, good I want to be invisible to creep up on people. Period. There you go. So next year for Comic Con, I don't have to wait in line. I'm just invisible and boom, I appear. I was here the whole time. What's up? <laughs> Dad has the thought. Uh-oh, that kid can't go. Don't, hey, no, go. no, no, no. She's, oh, she just threw down with some little kid. You heard that me doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Awesome. Maria, thank you so You're much very for welcome. taking the time thank to talk you. So they were good sports. We kept trying to talk to police officers. We really wanted to talk to them. Yeah. They were not allowed to, which was a bummer. Because they, they were very nice about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They but. were always very nice about it. We, we got to talk to them, but they wouldn't do it on... On tape, that was. And they totally... was mostly they were talking about like video games and shit. Yeah, like they that. were video. They weren't, those cops were like gaming interview. nerds, <laughs> dorks, <laughs> dorks. And then we really wanted to talk to some of the people who had to check in the weapons. We thought that would be a really funny interview, but they they were having none of it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like rules and like they don't want any gotcha journalism here. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think that was it too. But I, I thought the the weapon check in was really interesting because it was you know everybody who had, brings in a lightsaber or some sort of bow staff or some sort of sword has to get it checked to make sure it's not like dangerous. But inside the convention, you can buy nunchucks, swords, and throwing oh, stars. There's a huge yeah. For those of you who know, there's a giant booth. That has tons of knives, samurai swords. Yeah. I mean, so like dragon killing swords. I don't know what else you call them. I think you're supposed to keep those in the box or else they'll ask you to leave or whatever. Yeah, but I thought you might have I thought you might have to ship through them as well, but Rumi said he saw people walking away with swords. I saw people opening the sword in the professional lounge, opening their sword and being like, Oh, look at my sword. <laughs> That's what they sounded like. Nerds. <laughs> but some of the weirder things that you wouldn't think you need check. I mean, they make you check everything. Uh, I'm surprised. Like I, I was walking around with what what looks like equipment wrapped around. They don't they don't look at any of that. Could have been a bomb. They don't know. What are they? Right, because Rumi kept saying like the security was kind of lax because because you like you could just walk right in. There's there's no metal detectors. They don't check every single thing. They check fake weapons, but yeah. they don't check you. Like I always have my keys on me, which has a knife and a multi-tool on it. Right. And I have my Leatherman, which also is a knife. There's no no one cares about that. Yeah. Come here, um, nerd. You got a fake sword. Let me see that fake sword, nerd. <laughs> I feel like if you had like if they tried to check that shit though, it would take four 
forever. I don't know how you could do that. And then I like in my in my opinion, someone who's been to Comic Con so many times, I made the argument of like, if you were a bad guy, why would you want to cause trouble at a place filled with superheroes? <laughs> like you know. Unfortunately, that sentiment was lost on Maria. She's like, but there are no superheroes. They're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> Still, though, I, if I was like a terrorist, I would like. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to take that risk. There's so much walking in San Diego. I looked at my phone, which keeps track of how many steps I take a day, mm-hmm. and it was the day before I left. I was at work. I sit on my ass all day at a computer, and I took like mm, fifteen hundred steps. The next day, we go to Comic Con. 23,000 steps. <laughs> we walked like 15 miles a day almost. And I, it's funny you say that because the first thing I, the, I was thinking the other day, like if we did this again tomorrow, what would I want to change? The only thing I'd want to change is be on the floor more because there was a couple times where we would go sit down and get our faces farted on. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time where we would sit down and like hang out and not be doing any specific thing. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I usually don't do that. Next time I want to try to... Keep moving more, but yeah, fuck, man. I was thinking <laughs> bringing chairs and hammocks so we could <laughs> camp out. So better. I'll walk more, and you'll be able to sit down better. Yeah, maybe I'll just break my legs, and then we can be in a wheelchair, <laughs> and I can dress up like a like a Tie Fighter trooper. Who? What would you do though if you were going to be in a wheelchair costume? What would you do? Do you know? Um, I'd be the guy from Waxwork. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, he shows up at the end in like a militarized wheelchair fighting zombies and shit. It's pretty good. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of fun things you could do if you had a wheelchair. What would you do, Rumi? Off the top of... Oh! I was gonna say Ed 209, but I got a better one. Oh! Off the top of my head, I would be a hunter-killer robot from Terminator. Oh, that's pretty fucking wow, great. Cool oh, that that's really fucking good. <laughs> that would be super fucking cool. Ed 209 would be pretty cool, too. You get the big drum arms, and you're just like... Be, that would be, I've seen an Ed 209 before. As a wheelchair, or just as an Ed 209? No, just as an Ed 209, oh, okay. not as a wheelchair. But, um, man, we're on a tangent now. Not going to lie, Rumi, I have a little wheelchair envy right now. <laughs> uh, if you are in a wheelchair, tell us what you would dress up as. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> is our fear and loathing roomy things got weird everywhere you look everywhere you look there are people like passed out like sleeping like piles of people just like <laughs> yeah just like because they're taking twenty three thousand steps yeah and they're just sitting there they're like passed out they're sleeping and it's just like dead nerds everywhere and and we kept being like walking past them and be like why are you tired nerd why are you tired nerd nerd what are you doing why are you tired well, to be fair we weren't saying that roomy was saying that um and not to their face right because they were sleeping. <laughs> me and Ru- uh, me, like a couple of years ago, I like every every year I go to Comic Con, I try to do like a, a funny or weird photo series. Yeah. One year I did Tired Nerds, and I just took pictures of all these different nerds in and out of costumes sleeping because they're like sleeping everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And, and I get it. You stayed up all night camping out in front of the the building on the concrete just to get a, a fucking right to see the the Warner Brothers trailer. A couple minutes before yeah everybody else put it on the internet or to get a signature on a piece of paper you know we we talked about this with that the girl maria yeah she could not understand how people or why people would stay so long in a line for things <laughs> I, I have trouble with it as well i get why other people do it like yeah. i get that you want to do something but like for you Rumi, yeah what would you wait three hours for like, you know going into it, it's not like, oh, there's a hold up or maybe I'll get it. Like, you get on and they're like, 
for three hours from now, you'll get to do this. Why are you standing in line for three hours? What, what, what? I, I've stood in long ass lines for video games to, to get like the first release, but I get to take it home. It's right. not it's not like it's not like a trailer to show me the video game. I've waited in lines to go see a premiere of a movie. It wasn't three hours, but sure. I, I've gone late to go see Phantom Fucking Menace. Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> You know, we, we went to the midnight screening for all the prequels. Uh, and, you know, you you go out and you wait a, wait an hour or two. Sure. Not, all right. not, three, not three hours. I don't sleep on the concrete. Right. It's not a phone. Wait, would you wait for a phone? No, fuck that shit. <laughs> you wait two weeks and you just go walk in and that phone is handed to you. And, and that's the thing. Like, I understand that people want to be the first. And, again, we said there's an electricity to that that must be really awesome. So I can't knock it. But at the same time, I need to walk away with something or or have the the full experience and not just be teased a little bit. Sure. That's a good way to think. And like I'm thinking I've been to premieres and I've been to movies like midnight movies or late movies or the first showing in my area. But yeah. it like wasn't the premiere of end all be all of that movie. Yeah. And I can't like I love Star Wars. I love superhero movies. I love Terminator and Predator and Aliens. I If I knew it was going to take three hours, I wouldn't go see the first one because... I don't know that I love anything that much. The only thing I could think of is if it was a one-of-a-kind, one-time thing. Like, you know I collect comic art. Yeah. If there was a chance I could get a piece that I knew I would never get in any other situation, yeah. I'd wait the three hours. But Exactly. It would have to be, like, a good chance. It wouldn't be like, maybe if we have enough when you get in here, it would be like, no, you, you have a real good chance of getting this. And... For all the chads that were in San Diego, <laughs> and he's like, you would wait for three hours to get a piece of paper with a drawing on it? Ugh, nerds. Fuck you, Chad. <laughs> Fucking chads. In your gray suit, what do you do? Sell shoes? <laughs> uh, legal disclaimer. Rocketeers are not shitting on people who sell shoes. Please keep <laughs> listening to our podcast. <laughs> okay. I, I did wait in line for almost six hours once. Do you want to hear this story? Absolutely. It's a, it's, a, it's a complete tirade, but it's its own thing. So me and my buddy Andy, Andy Curtis, who you know, mm -hmm. um, we went to the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 launch. Oh, my God. I'm already bored with this nerd story. <laughs> <laughs> it was a launch party. It was two days. Not in, a launch pad party. No, it was, a, it, was the par it was where they released it. And we went for two days. There was a Dropkick Murphys and a Kanye West concert there. There was I feel like Kanye West would not be caught dead. You think they had to trick him? To get him in there. Dude, it was not his audience at all. And it was just after that South Park episode about him chewing on fish sticks had come out. And there were people holding up signs. But the reason I went to this, and, and, like, and, and like, I like Kanye West's music. I'm not like, you know, whatever. He's, sure. he's a, he, he is what he is. I agree. But I went there, and I was like, dude, we're going to get, like, front row seats. Nobody's going to come see this asshole. And sure enough, we were like... Very close to the front of this stage, <laughs> which was fucking awesome. My pants were ripped in half at the time. I will. This is part of the story. But people were holding up signs that were like, do you like fish sticks? And he's like, I see those signs. I'll tell you what, though. By the end of this night, you will say you've seen the best concert you've ever seen. He put on a hell of a fucking show. He put on one of the best live shows I had ever seen. And I was like, damn. Okay. 
clap, clap, clap. All right, clap. Kanye. Yeah, good job. There you did it. Played all the hits. Threw out his set list, played all the hits. Mike D from the Beastie Boys came out and DJed for him. Wow. Um, yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. But while we were there, people kept saying, have you done the Jeep experience? And there was something called the Jeep experience. You know, like They had paintball there. They had like booths where you could play the video games. You had the like, mm-hmm. tournaments going. But the Jeep experience, you got to do the Jeep experience. And we're like, okay. And finally, we're like, okay, we'll do it. And they're like, it's like a four-hour wait. It ended up being almost a six-hour wait. And I was like, this is fucking terrible. And you get up, and a Jeep pulls up, and you hop in, and a guy's like, hey, guys, you ready for the Jeep experience? We're like, <laughs> yeah. And he drives us around, and he's like, like... After six hours of waiting, he asked if you were ready. Yeah. You're like, no, yes. I need another minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm so fucking ready for this Jeep shit. So... He starts driving around, uh, it, like they go away from the, the, the site, and we're kind of going over some hills, and it's a little off-roading. And he's like, isn't this a spacious vehicle? How cool are these leather seats? Check out the sound system. And we're like, oh, my God, did we wait six hours for a goddamn commercial? Oh, my God. And he's like, okay, ready to head back. And we were like, you got to be fucking kidding me. What the... We waited six hours for a little bit of off-roading and a pitch, a pitch commercial. Are you, right. Are you shitting me? I was about to lose my shit. We're look, Andy and I are looking at each other like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But he turns to go back towards the, I, I keep wanting to call it a carnival, but the event. <laughs> and he goes, uh-oh. And at the end of the road, there T-Rex. is a- I wish. No. <laughs> I would, and, then, and if you survived that encounter, I would have bought a Jeep then. I would have been going home with the video game and the Jeep. There's a truck with a 50 caliber machine gun and guys with machine guns aiming at us, and the 50 cal starts going off, and the dirt starts going. Doo, 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 That's doo. cool. And they start shooting at us, and he goes, better back up. And he, he burns out, spinning the Jeep around, and they start chasing us in the truck while shooting at us with this like blank 50 cal machine gun. He goes, Gonna have to take this off road. Jumps the curb, goes down through the trees, and we're like weaving. He's like, "Hang on!" Bursts through How the many trees. How people are in the car? Just Andy and I. And the driver. And the driver. Yeah, bursts through the trees. Suddenly, we're in like some sort of third world country market. Like people are selling fish, and they all start pulling out machine guns and shooting at us. We're jumping over ramps and stuff, like taking ramps, going up like really steep dirt embankments, driving wildly through this like third world fish market while people are shooting at us with blank guns. There are fake explosions going off. There's sound effects and we're just like losing our mind. Cannot believe the production quality for this. (laughs) They pull up to this building, this big like burnout building. These army guys come out. They throw open the doors. They're like, get out, get out, get out. Come on, come on, come on. And they grab me and pull me out and my pants catch on the side of the Jeep and shred like up to the belt. So I'm basically wearing half of a kilt now. Wait, where was the rip? Just on the very side of my pants, like 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 this, where the seam would be on the on the outside of my pants from like from the whole way from belt to it the bottom. Ca- it caught on the Jeep itself. Yeah, and they were shorts, and it caught on the on the door door of the Jeep. So I'm wearing half of a kilt now. But don't care because this is fucking awesome. <laughs> they bring us in. These guys are American oh. soldiers. And they're like, we got to extract this mission. We got to extract this briefcase. We'll go inside. We're going to get the patch in. They throw a flashbang in the door. It goes boom. People, like, I don't know if they were dummies or people playing dead bodies. They fall from the walls as, like, they're dead. And they're like, all right. And they come in. They're, sh- they're having a shootout. And it's blank guns. It's, like, loud as shit. Like, like fire. There's smoke. 
they're shooting people, they're throwing flashbangs. We run inside, and they're like, we got him, get the package. Andy grabs this briefcase, and they come outside, and like, they're shooting from above, and these guys start shooting up into the windows, and there's audio of, of glass breaking. I didn't see any real <laughs> that, but there's audio of glass breaking. The Jeep pulls up, we jump back in the Jeep, it, it takes <laughs> off, they do a couple more jumps, and then they pull back into the event. And you get out, and we're like, "Don't tell anybody how awesome this is." <laughs> yeah, that sounds super cool. Do you do you think that ripping the pants was part of it? Like, do you think they ripped everybody's? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, which one of these kids gets their pants ripped? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that roomy-looking kid. Let's rip that shit right up the seam. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I have to spend the rest of the day with these like this kilt going on, and I go to a Kanye West concert. <laughs> He probably thought it was fashion, though. He thought it was cool. I don't think Kanye thinks anything is cool except himself. Very true. (laughs) While we're on the topic of waiting for something that was worth it, me and Amanda, my wife Amanda, went to a, um, like an Asian street market a couple weeks ago, and I fucking waited an hour for squid, and it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know getting in line that it was going to take an hour, and it kept taking longer and longer, and it got to the point where I was like, well, if I get on a line now, I will have waited all that time for nothing. Yeah. There's no food. I can't think of a food that would be good enough to knowingly wait an hour and a half for. This squid was definitely not worth it. <laughs> the only thing, though, and this is why I think there's a decent comparison between my story and your story, is the only thing is my pants were intact when I left. <laughs> the people at the Asian market, although possibly had machine guns under the fish, I was not fired upon. And my pants were intact. You got suckered in by a cost-sunk fallacy, Rumi. <laughs> yeah, at least I had fucking right pants on, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Should, should we get back to Comic-Con? Or... Say, so, meanwhile, back at NerdFest, well, 2017. So, so, we were walking around at one point, and and I I, I needed a snicker bar because I was, I was being a cranky, Rumi. But suddenly, <laughs> off in the corner of the room... We saw something very strange. There were two guys dancing wildly, wildly dancing. Oh, yeah. This is when we had our friend, Rachel, too, came to help us out. She was she was super freaking cool. But, yeah, this is one of the things that we got to <laughs> do with her. Yeah, we saw these two guys. I mean, the interview will speak for itself. And we got to put some – we'll put some pictures up of them. But huge shout-out to the Spandex Mariachis. <laughs> what a great lead-in. Uh, my name is Cosmo. Uh, I'm Colonel Paprika. Cosmo and Colonel Paprika. <laughs> okay. Cosmo, can you explain what Colonel Paprika is wearing? Like, can you... Well, he appears to be um, wearing some Christmas tree lights. He's got uh, uh, an outfit that my mother used in the 60s to wear as a bathing suit cover. <laughs> um, this is an apt my description. Mother is not happy about how it's being used now. We have what uh, used to be... <laughs> they actually have little a, bottles of instead tequila. Instead of a utility belt, is it a tequility tequility <laughs> belt? We love utility belts. I'm big and this is, this is amazing. Yeah. You would this be amazed how few problems cannot be solved by the introduction of tequila rapidly. Either you solve the problem or you stop caring about you the problem. You your pocket. It's too late. That's right. That's right. right there. Yeah, right and we... Grab the and, tequila, grab it. And for all we know, Apply that's what Batman problem. has in there anyway. We don't even know. We know he's got the shark repellent. And he's <laughs> stupid not to have it. And really. I think on the other side is a lot of tequila. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so what I would do. So these gentlemen have 
very large Me Mexican-esque mustaches. One has sunglasses. They both have beautiful big sombreros. They both, one has luxurious, long, flowing black go on, hair. Go on. The other has long, blowing, uh, lo long flowing blue hair. Did you say back hair? <laughs> it's not, it's not luxurious. Oh, black, black hair. It is luxurious. Yours is glamorous. Yes. Yours is luxurious. Um, they both have on sarapas. Or one has a sarapa and one has a the, the, the mom's bathing Mexican suit bathing suit thing. Um, it, it has little tassels on it that are phenomenal. Rumi and I and Rachel, too, are walking down Comic-Con, and we see these gentlemen... And I we mean, use that term loosely. Ribbon dancing like motherfuckers That's is the right. only way That's that right. I really could describe it. Um, they have, I don't know if those are capes or skirts worn incorrectly. How do you describe those? These are technically called, and it's not a good name for it right now, these are called Isis wings. Okay. These describe are normally them a used bit. by belly dancers, and they are sort of glistening, and they fan out, and they have these, these extensions on them, so you can make them go very high, sort of like a animated Batman cape up in the air. That's sort of oh, I was going to compare it to it almost looks like a beautiful version of like halo wings for the halo guys wings. who jump yeah. out and very swing similar. down. Very similar. These gentlemen, there's, there's like a, is there a stick in one side that helps it stick out? So when they hold their arms up, it does look very Batman-esque. One is a, a, a very flamboyant red and the other one is a deep green and these guys are dancing their little asses off in Comic-Con. One of the reasons we chose this area is there's a security guard, this woman you see walking away, who kicked us out of just about everything last year. <laughs> and so she the same woman the last same year woman kicked you out. The same woman last year kicked us out. She kept saying, you can't be here, so we would get up and move to some other place. And then she would say, you can't be here either. The struggle is real. We right. are experiencing this. this is, well. It's hard this year, for right. sure. And what you probably aren't noticing is when someone runs up and wants to take a photo with us, we ask if they have a sombrero, they say no, but then very quickly we pull off what we call, <laughs> this is what we call the spare brero. Oh my gosh. They have like, Sombreros stacked on sombreros yes. like Pringles. Right. So you pull off the spare brero, you put it on the unsuspecting person, and then immediately we're taking photos. And then the wings go up and they're completely disoriented. We were talking moments ago about how we really should be pickpocketing people because while, this while this is happening. Because Shit, that's, my wallet? Well, I assume you were. That's the only step that we haven't taken. We, yeah, people yeah. are confused, disoriented. You know a good pickpocket tutor? That would be good. Yeah. Uh, somebody who can train us. Like a pickpocket professor? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. We have collected over 72 badges from unsuspecting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. now, let me ask yeah. you guys, where does this idea come from? There's a, a very specific Peruvian anime uh, from 1977 to 1979 pretty obscure that we based a lot of it, yeah. this on yeah. um, also none of that's true and we uh, <laughs> I know that you guys probably got this idea from those tequility belts you know, right where we, here's where we actually oh, no, here's the real edition, story actually the real story is we're walking around and we were those two guys that are like we don't dress up we're not gonna dress up and then we're like look at that guy he spent like 15 grand on his Darth Vader costume what if we spent like a hundred bucks Spent a hundred bucks <laughs> and got like the most obnoxious thing we could think of, yeah. And that's what we did. And then each year we add like just a little bit twenty dollars worth. It's, it's the same costume that's evolving over time. Yeah, we have fans at this point. We have I don't doubt you. Set. Definitely have. Yeah. You have three more fans right now. Yeah, yeah. We play a lot of. Normally yeah. we play music. We have uh, guitars and, and uh, maracas. In fact, one year we were approached by security and they told us. You're going to have to get that guitar and that maraca checked in at the weapon station. <laughs> and at which point I said, is this because we're Mexican? And immediately they went into a defensive posture and sort of backed away. And you could tell very clearly that by our skin tones that we are... Oh, by the way, these guys are pretty Caucasian looking. Yeah, about as Caucasian as it gets. So yeah. we had to actually check in our maraca and our weapon and our, uh, our 
guitar <laughs> next to like Han Solo's blaster. Deadpool <laughs> totally swords. That's true. That's so hysterical. a lot of times we'll be singing really bad uh, versions of Guantanamera. Um, we have a good time with it every year. We have a we guitar. Have a we have. Um, but it we, looks like a good time for sure. This huh. time was the first time we've added the the, the wings. I was oh, actually they, at a. They 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 yeah, are mint. I think we're at a higher level now. Yeah, the these are mint as hell. Is there always a dancing element? No, there's. No, that's new. We, yeah. we, we sort of look at each other and we just know this is what needs to happen right now, and then it just starts to happen. So the, the wings go well with the dancing for sure. Well, I was at a tequila festival recently, and there was a woman, uh, a belly dancing woman, that was doing a really cool stage uh, presentation with one of these on a very high platform. And I said, as soon as she goes on a break, I'm going to climb up on that platform, steal her wings, and then just take over. Me and my buddy can use them at Comic-Con. And well, I mean, just to try them out. And so I, immediately I texted him, and I said, now this is what we need to add to our costume, and here we are. These are great. It's like 25 bucks on Amazon. It's well worth it. What is your little friend around your neck here? So Who's this guy? my friend Jersey, who is the greatest bartender in all of San Diego, all you fans out there, she had a little dog that died. And Aww. she she made this for us. She put the little mask on, and she put the original dog tag of her dog on there, and asked if it could be part of the costume. Sassy. That is that is beautiful and sad at the same right? time. Right, right. Like well, it. the best part of it is that it definitely says handler owner on this little dog tag, and underneath it says spandex mariachi. <laughs> spandex spandex mariachi has become the unofficial uh, uh, Instagram handle. And the next day, we were on the cover of. NBC Latino, <laughs> and, and the caption underneath was Spandex Mariachis, not sure if they are Latino, but their singing of La Bamba is muy bueno. That's so, incredible. At that point, we became the Spandex Mariachi. There's definitely no intention of you know, causing anything other than fun. And the bright colors and the dancing. And it's fun for sure. Like that's yeah. definitely one word. And you look, everyone's watching you guys. Everyone's having a good time. So we're gonna let you guys get back into dancing. I want to take one good pose picture with oh, you guys, but yeah. I want you guys to start rocking out again. He needs this. Yes, for thank sure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sure. Thank you thank all thank for you listening out there. Yeah, th those guys were awesome. You know, it's it's cool. You walk around Comic Con, you see a billion Boba Fetts, a billion Stormtroopers, a billion Jedi's. You see every superhero you've seen including squirrel girl multiple squirrel girls so many harley quins so many harley quins deadpools um you see a lot of deadpool mashups because that character does well with mash i mean a lot of characters do well with mashups but it's cool when you have guys like this who just do their own fucking thing yeah <laughs> it was fun as hell what was some of the other stuff we saw a lot of wookies there were a lot of wookies there was a lot of that's true there was a lot of wookies jedis so much overwatch oh yeah tons of overwatch i know what overwatch is now one of the ones that we saw that was kind of Different though was a lot of Walking Dead stuff. Tons. Especially the character Negan. A lot of Negan. And the thing about the Negans that we saw was it was a gender swap, most of them. There's a lot. I would say we saw over a dozen, if not two dozen. Lady Negans. Yeah, yeah, Lady Negans. And way, it's way disproportionate from the amount of male Negans that I we saw. Way more Lady Negans than male Negans, for sure. Very interesting. So we tried so hard. To find a female Negan. All right, so uh, <laughs> we're me and Rumi have taken a seat in a hallway at Comic Con, a Rest, big, nice, big hallway. Rest in our little toesies. We've been probably for about a half hour, forty minutes, actively searching for a female Negan from The Walking Dead. We've seen a lot of cosplays, gender bending Negan from The Walking Dead. Like I'm talking like 
in the two or three dozen. Yeah, every every day it's been like, man, there are a lot of Lady Negans here. So we were like, we should try to find one and, and, and see what the appeal is. Why would that be a character that women specifically would want to cause? I feel like I've seen at least twice, if not three times as many female Negans as male Negans. Yes. So we're like looking around trying to find one. And of course, like we can't fucking find them. There's like a female Negan panel somewhere where they're all <laughs> they're at. all hiding. Or just like a Negan hiding room where all the women <laughs> Negan just like crouched and like, shh, don't let the Rocketeers find us. <laughs> <laughs> so we like we literally walked back and forth the entire length of the convention two or three times. Then we went upstairs, did the same thing. So we were like, you know what? Let's just maybe they're all like moving around. Let's just sit and see if any walk by. So we sit down and we're walking. There's some funny people, and about maybe two minutes into sitting down, this couple walks by, and they're probably like in their fifties. And farts right in our face. <laughs> and not like a little squeaky one. Like they really let, well, it was a guy, I think, <laughs> let it rip. There's <laughs> a, little, a little girl dressed as Bella's watching us right now. <laughs> Scared out of her mind. She <laughs> just <laughs> let a duck loose. And <laughs> black, like black, it black. was almost like he timed it. Queef in our faces. <laughs> like he was holding it, and he's like, "Man, I really gotta let one rip, Martha." She's like, "Just hold it, just hold it. Don't fart on those boys." He's like, "Can't help it." <laughs> or he did it on purpose. He's I'm like, he's like, like, he's like, "Watch this. I'm gonna crop dust these kids." <laughs> no, because crop dusting is when you fart and then it wafts towards people as you walk. This guy dropped the bomb in our faces. We like, were ground zero. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Ground Zero was like literally a foot away from our faces. <laughs> the only thing, I'm like, I'm assuming he was wearing underwear and he had jeans on. That was the only thing separating a brown cloud from our face. You better check his underwear now. <laughs> it wasn't like a quiet one. It was huge. <laughs> and uh, this is the stuff that happens at Comic-Con, I guess. We both have pink eye now. <laughs> We actually were sitting here for like two minutes laughing about it before we took the microphones out because we kept talking about it. And now like, I'm worried there's like two people walking by us down. I'm like waiting for another <laughs> one. Like, ugh, I'm like wincing a little bit. I'm closing my hazel eyes while they're flexing their brown eyes. <laughs> Man, is there a sign above our heads that reads, please fart on these kids? Yeah, like, you know how like uh, places like this have like a smoking area? There's like a crop dusting area. Wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> There's a sign above our head that says, Handsome Boy Farting Area. It's like a kissing booth. Oh, man. And still no female Negans, that's for sure. Yeah, where's our Lady Negan? Excuse me, sir, have you seen a Lady Negan? It's like, uh, no, but I just had a chili dog. Bronk. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving out nachos at the end of the hall. <laughs> they have to get rid of all the chili for the cheese dog. <laughs> I feel like we're like upbeat people if we get farted in the face and then keep laughing about it. <laughs> I didn't smell anything, though. But yeah, you're right. My eyes are itching. <laughs> There's like a million people here. How many people do you think got farted on? Like, like conscious, like knew that they got farted on in their face. <laughs> I don't think there's very many people who like felt the rush of wind hit them like come warm, from another person's rectum. <laughs> a warm gust of air blew my headphones off. That could be our panel for next year. <laughs> how, how and when to fart at Comic Con? Appropriate and inappropriate. Flatulence of the con. We could do like some some um, 
some role play. We're like, all right, you're in a situation where you're walking by a bunch of idiots sitting on a floor looking for a female Nikan. Is that the time that you rip one? (laughs) (laughs) No, you hold it in for just one more fucking foot. You self-controlless bastard. You know what he was trying to do? He was trying to do an advanced maneuver. We're sitting between two plants right now, and he was trying to, like, make the leaves on the plants blow, but he just missed. (laughs) My hair blew back. (laughs) I I was like the Magnavox guy sitting in the chair with my tie blowing back and, like, my hair blowing back. and like... Let's see if I can get audio of this. Is it? Is he? No. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can we interview your butt? <laughs> Got something to say? We should try to find. We should try to find that guy later and interview him. He'd be like, "I already said everything I wanted to <laughs> say to you." <laughs> well, that's Comic Con for you. It's a magical place. Yep, that's when we got farted in the face. <laughs> of all the little anecdotes that I told my wife when I got home, the fart in the face was the one thing that she was like, I would listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't want to hear about Comic-Con, cosplay, original art, our friends, but she's like, my husband got wonked in his face. I'll listen to him talk about that. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, and it's funny to think of that there could have been a panel that was just for women who dressed as Negan. Sure. There were a lot of weird panels, and Rumi and I we, we kind of had a bad batting average with panels, dude. Oh, we had a couple good panels, which I think we've talked about all of them. The first panel that we went into, I think for the whole show, yeah, in the, the, the program, the Comic-Con program, it was listed as something about a custom action figure contest. Yeah. And it was about Action Man as well, which is a property that your grandfather might be familiar with. All right. I'm going to explain Action Man to you. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Action Man is the toy you got when you asked for a G.I. Joe and your parents didn't want to spend the 20 bucks. <laughs> the only difference is that Action Man is, is a Ken doll that is allowed to have Batman costumes and Iron Man costumes. Like, he legally had those as a property. He, he could dress up as many of the popular superheroes. But that's just like a Ken doll. And they tried to make him edgy and give him G.I. Joe properties. But he is no G.I. Joe. He is a Ken doll <laughs> that comes with a gun. I'm sure that there's a market out there for everyone, for everything. These but... people loved Action Man, and I just shit on their dreams, and I'm super sorry about that. But <laughs> I got to be honest, man. I'm pretty sure that people that play with Action Man don't have the internet. <laughs> <laughs> They're not listening to us. They obviously don't. Um, and, and it was our first panel, my first panel ever at Comic-Con. So I was like... Let's sit in the front row, Rumi. I want to be a good student. Let's sit in the front row. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And we so, sat in the second row yeah. in the middle, like where the middle aisle is. Just right up front. And so pretty early on, we looked at each other, and it was like, you want to bounce? Yeah. And then we looked around. Like, this was all silent. How do we get out of here? We're right in front of the panel. We're in front of everybody. There were two ways out. Yeah. We could have gotten up and walked down the middle aisle to the back of the room, which would have taken, like, 40 seconds it was huge yeah and there was not it wasn't like a packed panel if we left we would be leaving maybe 16 people behind us (laughs) so it would have been like very very conspicuous (laughs) so we opted not to do that in hindsight you know what we should have done Remy? We should, have, we should have blown it up. I should have suddenly should have been stood, like... should have stood up and been like, Nerds! <laughs> no, I was thinking we could have pulled a, uh, oh, my stomach. Oh, no. Uh. And then I would have just been like, I have to go with them. 
and I like crawl out, like barfing as I go, just like. Ugh. Everyone else in that room would have been psyched that something else was happening. <laughs> Anything else, and 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 it was a custom toy competition. Well, first of all, eventually, first they're talking about the <laughs> cat. Was it Captain Action? Captain Action. They're talking about these figures, and they're they're acknowledging, well, yeah, this is kind of like an older property, and it's we've had hard contemporizing it, but we had this great idea. But we can't tell you about can't it right now. Can't tell you what it is. But don't worry. We think it's a good one. And then you're like, so what? We just fucking trust you that this property is cool now? Then they're showing us all these prototypes of toys that don't exist yet. And then they say, all right, here's the freaking contest. Here's the contest. And they showed this, these pictures that were entered into their toy photography contest. And it was like, Rumi's right. You must not have the internet. Because within, like... If you do a search for toy photography, people are doing some really impressive stuff with like depth of field and special effects. These were like a look like a Polaroid for the last time you'll ever see this toy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what would be a fitting medium to capture this image? of a toy that no one gives a fuck about. Ah, a camera that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> these pictures. Also, weirdest part, there were a lot of swastikas in these pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was fighting Dr. Nazi or something. All, all of his villains had a PhD. There was like Dr. Evil, <laughs> Dr. Martian, Dr. Skull. They were, uh, all of them had went through medical school. <laughs> all of them looked like, they looked like, Almost like the bootleg figures, or if you go to like the 99 yeah. cent store and it's like superhero pack, and it's got a guy who like kind of looks like Batman, but not exactly. Yeah. But like you could tell that someone's like, this is Bat Friend, not Batman. And you're like, Superior Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wonder Girl. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, all right. That's what <laughs> all of these things look like. The to like when they, when they were premiering these pictures. All the toys looked very generic. Generic, I yeah. guess, is the most correct word. Well, and it's supposed to be generic so that you can, like, put other things – so you can put Barbie clothes on it. But, like, boring. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I, I don't want to be sexist and I don't want to be, like, genderist where, like, boys have to play with one toy and girls have to play with another toy. But, like, I'm a boy. I don't need to dress up my fucking guys. Like, yeah. suiting up the toy is not part of it. I, he should just be going into battle. He should have his clothes on. <laughs> he should have his clothes on. <laughs> So the one that won was a nine-year-old boy who did a great job. He obviously had this better than most of the 50-year-old men who were in there. Why don't you describe real quick what he did, and then I'll describe real quick what the second-place guy did. <laughs> <laughs> so this kid took the action men, and he made a red hood fighting a black skull from Batman. Now, both of those those characters— Black Red's, mask. A black, black mask. Yeah. Both black mask and, Red's, and um, the red hood— looked nothing like the figures that he, he started with. And he said that he actually sculpted these <clears throat> these helmets for the character and found the clothes for him. And they were that kid did a good job. I don't even though we're ripping on it, if this nine year old kid hears this, I want him to know he did a good job and should find better toys to play with. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did a good job with that stupid thing you like. <laughs> He did do a, like as far as customizing figures. Room, have you ever like fucked around, customized your own figure before? Oh, I want to so. That's why I was at the panel. I wanted to <laughs> so bad. Room had like a little notebook. I've done it before in like high school, middle school. I've done some shit. Not nothing crazy. Not nothing as cool or as big as that kid did. But like, I took a figure that was one thing. I took a Ian Malcolm figure from Jurassic Park and made him into a Ghostface Scream Killer. 
What? On Scream. Yeah. Uh, I, I have taken a Shaft figure from Todd McFarlane's action figure series. I took Shaft and made him into a Jules from Pulp Fiction. Oh. <laughs> and I got to show it to Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> what did he say? He said, that's cool. <laughs> this kid did a good job. The things that he did really did look like things. And Completely he, different things. The 50-year-old man in the room who are supposed to be in charge of the shit were blown away. They're like, how did he think of this? We haven't even thought of this. We've been working for years trying to make Action Man cool. This kid did it in a matter of minutes. He must be a wonderkind. <laughs> it didn't look thrown together. You would have thought that that was a, a real and, figure. And he photoshopped them fighting, and Black Mask was shooting at the Red Hood, and somebody needed to say... He said he wasn't really shooting. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone in the room was like, I was wondered. Well, that was the one that won. What was the second place? So all that stuff is like, oh, you customized and did stuff. The second place was the same Captain Action figure that the guy repainted, just like painted, and named him like Captain Universe guy or some other shit. And he was fighting other bad guy figures, which I don't believe were customized, but let's just say they were. They were customized in the same, like, we'll just put this guy's jacket on this guy. And they were fighting in front of a fake brick background. And it was just photographed with, like, it looked like it was photographed with my flip phone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it it wasn't, like, nicely lit. It was just, like, if I was taking a picture of something to send to Rumi, that's what it looked like. So it was just these toys. And, again, I'm not shitting on anybody's thing but spend the $100. If you're going to customize an action figure, don't just paint the red parts blue. That's like all this guy did. Yeah, and and do a little research. See what other people have done and use that to inspire you to do better than them. Like, oh my God. So yeah, we <laughs> we walked out of that panel with our microphones between our legs. Wait, no, that would have been... <laughs> <laughs> it was... Oh, we should have interviewed those fucking people. So tell us why you're boring, everybody. <laughs> Dude, at one point... I knew we were in trouble when one of the guys who was like their head of marketing and development or whatever, the, some one of their scientists, quote unquote, was like, <laughs> he mentioned the fact that Lava Batman was a good idea. Like he was talking about the other versions of Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that was a good thing. And it was like, no, we hate those. If you don't look like Batman, get the fuck out. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh made me wonder like how many panels like this are happening right now how many other nerds are trapped in a panel at this moment just like we are who are like i thought i was here for something else well the problem is i i've been in panels before where i was like fuck this is no good my first year i went to a 501st panel which is the guys who cosplay as stormtroopers and stuff stormtroopers sand sand people and jawas and i left the panel after the third person in a row before I say this, um, I went because I wanted to see, like, okay, some of these people don't live in, in Hollywood. Some of these people don't have a costuming and special effects background like I do. Mm-hmm. What materials are they using? How do they get them? Where do they get their ideas? How do they do that in, like, what I would consider, like, a real person situation, you know? Yeah. So I went. After the third pretty overweight guy said, well, you know... I'm a little bit bigger than the average stormtrooper, so uh, I needed to put an extra piece in the belly area, and this is where it went. Three people said that. They didn't say, because I'm bigger than an average stormtrooper, I had to modify the costume by doing this. They just let us know. It was almost like 
It was almost like a fucking support group for Fed Strong Troopers. Oh, my God. <laughs> After the third guy was like, yeah, I'm a little bit bigger than the average, so I had to do this. I was like, but you're not fucking talking about how, like, how did you get that fucking helmet? Would you make that? How did you get that armor? Did you make that? They're like, uh, no, I'm just a little fat, so, uh. I had to put an extra piece here. And I was like, fuck this. Somewhere there is a guy producing Stormtrooper armor in the double XL size, <laughs> and he's jokes. making a mint. <laughs> but there are a good amount of shitty panels. What was another panel that we went to that we were oh like, my God. oh, God. All right. <laughs> Let me paint this picture for you. This is later in the evening. This is late in the evening. Um, we are at a panel. And Nichelle Nichols is there, the the woman who played Uhura. In the original In the original Star Trek. Star Trek. Yep. Highly revered, very famous, a pretty big character in, in the series. And they're telling us about how she used to sing for Duke Ellington. And she tells us this story about, about getting to meet Duke Ellington and how she ended up singing for him. And then they play us a song that she sings. And the song is... A bunch of like dirty innuendos <laughs> about eating pudding. Get, get, get your kids out of the room. Yes, if there's any young rocketeers listening. I've got honey muffins anytime that you want some. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? I know what you mean. And there's a lot of little jelly rolls where this comes from. Know what I mean? I'm hungry. <laughs> I've got tasty, hasty pudding, but it just don't last. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? I do, but I'm kind of grossed and out. And my little tapioca's going mighty fast. Know what I mean? <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> That's the section that she played for us. Right about this time, I'm like, I'm supposed to be in a fucking horror panel right now. The name of the panel that we were in was Hollywood Horror and Sci-Fi Museum. I don't know why Nichelle Nichols was there. Not pudding drippers. <laughs> I don't know why we were listening to the pudding song. If I wanted to, <laughs> if I wanted to go to the Nichelle Nichols used to sing for Duke Ellington Dirty Songs panel, I would have been enthralled. But I was at a Hollywood sci-fi and horror panel, and for some reason, they just like must have seen her in the hall and been like, Nichelle Nichols, come inside. What a treat for everybody. <laughs> Wrong. A you, pudding treat. You pudding treat. Yeah. <laughs> Do wrong. you think that there was a Michelle Ni Nichelle Nichols uh, dirty pudding song panel, and everyone there was wondering why they were looking at really cool photos of like horror <laughs> movie props and stuff? You're like, uh, I don't know where Nichelle Nichols is, but in the meantime, here's Michael Myers' bloody knife, and you're like, all those people are like, I came here to see a girl sing about things that make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, God, if we had just been mixed up, I would have forgiven it. But the guy was like, well, thanks. What a treat. What a treat. That was so amazing. Thanks, Nichelle. Oh, my God, you guys, what a treat. You don't even know. And I was like, I get it. I get that everybody, like, reveres her, and I, that's great. She and was very sweet. Awesome. Very cool. And then she totally. did talk about some Star Trek stuff, but we were there for a horror panel. <laughs> <laughs> well, granted, it was called Sci-Fi and Horror Museum, and I knew Rumi was only interested in the horror, but... We were not talking even about sci-fi museum shit. We were talking about Duke Ellington sings dirty pudding songs. <laughs> <laughs> I got my tapioca <laughs> dripping down my leg. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? He's dancing. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, 
oh, let's make a music video of that song. How cool would that be? Like her in the kitchen with all different text gate. <laughs> Rumi's wife, Rumi's wife just went to the grocery store. She texted us, hey, do you guys need anything? <laughs> Text her right now. We need pudding. We need tapioca. We need honey rolls. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> then write to her. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so sh- they usher her out, and then he's like, "Well, we're looking like we're short on time. They're telling us we need to wrap it up." And I wanted to flip the fuck out because he signed off with this: "May the force be with you." <laughs> we hadn't talked about Star Wars, and we had not seen the thing that Rumi really wanted to see. So. When he, and Rumi was giving me looks, dagger looks the whole fucking time. He was very well behaved until the guy said, may the force be with you. And again, there was maybe 30 people in that panel yeah. maybe watching. And it was Friday night and it was probably like eight or nine o'clock. And he's like, may the force be with you, to which Rumi verbally responded uh. with. And loud, like everybody, <laughs> including the guy who said it, heard. I didn't feel bad, though. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, that was a loser one. Was there other, do we have any other loser panels or was that the, the big ones that we got boned on? No, the other panels were pretty cool. Know what I mean? <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> I have that I, song I on my head. I do think we should do a Rocketeer pudding song panel, pudding song music video. That would be I would, That would be cool. I'll, I'll just do a panel. I'll do a panel. Oh, we want to get a burp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Comic-Con, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby and I really want to get a panel at Comic-Con one year. We'll do a Rocketeers Live. Uh, we should talk about something like cool and specific. Because we, we did go to some cool panels. We saw a Star Wars panel where they talked about like how messed up Luke's family is. Oh, yeah. It was called Dysfunctional Family in the Star Wars universe. And, and, and it was supposed to be that, but... It was more a bunch of comedians joking about how, what a loser Luke is. And like how... Every woman in Luke's life either dies or is related to him. And they were so pissed that, like, in the next Star Wars movie, if it turns out Ray's his daughter, he's like, I'm alone on this island. Oh, here's this pretty girl. Damn it, it's my daughter. <laughs> um, oh, no, that wasn't the last stupid panel we went to. <laughs> because we had talked to that Harley Quinn that you heard the interview with, and she was a psych- psychologist. We are like, let's, oh, yeah. let's go to this Batman panel about psychology and the Batman the Animated Series. Rumi and I are both huge Batman Animated Series fans. And... We were like, this sounds interesting. So we get there, and there's a little bit of a line, not a very long line, definitely not a three hours line, because we wouldn't right. have had, we would have had none of that. Um, and it was moving when we got there. The people in yeah. front of us, there was the panel had just started, and there was someone inside who'd stick his head out and tell the girl, the line leader girl, yeah, hey, send in two more, hey, send in four more. So it was moving. Yeah. So so we got in, and they sat us like literally. You open the door, two seats. There we were. And that suddenly became an issue because every five seconds the door would open and they'd usher in more idiots. And the whole time, the for whole an, time, for like 45, 50 minute panel, the entire time. And whenever they opened the door, you <clears throat> couldn't hear what the people were saying, and it was just distracting and terrible. And it seemed like a kind of an interesting panel, but I it couldn't did. hear anything because they kept opening the goddamn door. And then the people who are going to be in the next panel for Crunchyroll, which for those of you who don't know is, is some anime network. It's like it's like a Netflix for anime, yeah. And they were in the back of the room just chatting it the fuck up, and I couldn't hear what I was there to hear, and it was super annoying. So we got up and left. On the way out, I was like, you got to like have a cutoff for these 
for these panels. Like oh, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't hear what you said to the dude, but you said to the dude. I said who was you gotta have a cutoff. Once they're done introducing themselves, you can't let any more people. And he's like, we have to fill the room. I'm like, no, you don't. And then walk away. <laughs> no, you don't. It was annoying as fuck, and I feel like if we'd sat in any other seat, it would have been at least a little better. Yeah, but it still would have. So, like it still would have been well, rough. And somebody else, the 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 guard, the person who was like monitoring the line, she said a lot of those people in there were just there to get seats for the Crunchyroll panel and didn't give a shit about this. And I was like, right, because oh. so in Comic Con, if you get a seat in a place, you can stay in that place for yeah. the day if you want. Yeah. So a lot of people do that in Hall H or some of the other bigger places. So. In this situation, me and Rumi just wanted to go see this freaking specific panel. But people were in that room who just wanted to wait for the next one. For the next panel. Which is, like, kind of shitty. I mean, it it's shitty if you fucking talk through it. Like, if you're there and yeah. you're interested or at least are fucking quiet, that's one thing. But if you're just blah, blah, blahing. It's shitty until I try to pull it off. <laughs> Just text it back. <laughs> what did you write? I said, get pudding, tapioca. <laughs> know what I mean? And she just said, no, I don't. Uh, good tapioca dripping, dripping down my leg. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Here at the Launchpad, we, we like to give you digestible bits of the Launchpad podcast. We don't want to overstuff your ear holes with our wacky ramblings. So we're going to split this episode into two parts. The other episode is already out. You don't have to wait. We already got it ready for you. It's just easier to digest. Also, don't forget to hit us up on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter, at LaunchpadPod. You can go check out our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Yeah, we got lots of fun stuff going on over there. And then check out part four of our Comic-Con series. Do we ever find a Lady Negan? Find out. What happens to Chad? You got to go find out. We had a lot of fun recording this. You got to hear how it ends.